Welcome back to the best TV and movie podcast ever recorded. I am your host, Ross Boland, here as always with your other host, Mr. Barrett Dudley. Barrett! Yes. We may have slightly aged ourselves last week. Oh, we boy, we sure did. With the um, Hot Ones discussion that, that we weren't <laughs> ready for and the world wasn't ready for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We um, uh, Help we, us out here. Well, we got exposed is what, is, is what happened as being... Um, Ignorant, really. Ig- that's ignorant. That, that, no, that's ignorant. That's ignorant. That's ignorant. Uh, yeah, we got exposed for for being old and out of touch, and which is hilarious because, well, it was hilarious for a lot of reasons. But first and foremost, we sit here and we talk uh, multiple times about how we do not understand the kids watching stuff on their laptops and yeah. on their phones and on their iPads. It's pretty much exclusively. They don't, they don't even own televisions. TVs. Yeah. Um, I've made the jokes about, uh, you know, about the kids on Big Mouth talking about how all they do is watch five minute clips on YouTube. Yeah. And like YouTube is like, might as well be a streaming service slash TV channel for, for the youths and the young people out there. And uh, as it turns out, that is where this show Hot Ones lives. So of course we were, were ill-prepared to be knowledgeable about or talk about or know anything about um, the YouTube series, Hot, Hot Ones. Ones. Uh, I, you know what's funny? Brought is to I... you by YouTuber and produced by Complex, Sean Evans. Okay, I was... Uh, uh, it's, it's funny YouTuber, I... Sean Evans, and Complex, the, the media site and... Yeah. and uh, Brand. Corporate, corporation. Brand. Yeah, Thank I you. Was, Thank uh, you. I was very close last week. Dangerously close, even. <laughs> To suggesting that Hot Ones may have lived on the BBC. Oh, no, you were not. And and I'm glad that I didn't because that would have been an even step further away from, from accurate. We, I I called. I, can't I thought believe. Hot Ones was a Lauryn Hill song, Ross. It was bad. It was, I know. It, it was, was our, maybe it was... our worst blunder of all time. And I can't believe neither of us had the like brain power to go, you know where it could be? Just YouTube. Yeah, just or YouTube. Or like Facebook. Not, it, yeah, things don't, any th- of the things platforms. don't need other places to live outside of YouTube. I'm that's, sitting here like, is it NBC? That's the, th- that's the thing about YouTube. Because um, I'm 56 years old. So uh, beyond, beyond just uh, our, our gaffe there, it was actually, it, it was really nice because <clears throat> I wasn't sure that people were still listening to the podcast. <laughs> well, now you know. <laughs> Now you can be certain um, but, that they're out but, there because they were yes, like, Jesus, we, guys. We, um, we, we struck a nerve and it elicited a reaction. <laughs> and it just, you know, I knew I was alive again because the people were out there on the Twitter and, and, yeah. and in the other places and on the, on the Discord, the Court of Strong, obviously. It is strong. Uh, being like, you know, you mimbos, fucking everybody watches Hot Ones. How do you not know about this? It's all over YouTube. It's every celebrity ever. It's like... It's it's a it's a bastion of pop culture at this point, and we we knew nothing about it, and that's that's on us. But Look, but this but, goes but both also, ways, I mean, this was this was incredible because uh, I just hadn't you know what we had we 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 hadn't had a had a hot take not right. that it was or lack of a hot take like that 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 got the people going, you know, <laughs> just a total misfire. 
like that in in quite some time. So so it was uh, all, all in all, I I would call it a, a net positive. <coughs> oh shit! I still can't believe the amount of times I've used like the GIF reactions from this show from alone. Paul Rudd or Idris Elba. For yeah. me to not yeah. know that it was on YouTube is is just mildly disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So, but it does go both ways, and I want to defend us here with this okay, this one okay. take for Gen Z kids that are out there that have just been chirping us for a full week now. Um, <laughs> look, there's too much media out there mm, in the wild. Mm, mm-hmm. We can't all keep up with it. The TV shows, the movies, there's too many of them. There are Gen Zers out there who haven't seen many, 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 many classics that uh, that came before their time as a result of this incredible wealth of media that exists today. Yeah. So yeah. there are going to be gaps that we have to help them fill, just like there are going to be gaps they have to help us fill. All right? We don't know all the... Barrett and I have probably individually never watched a single show that exists on YouTube or Facebook alone. Well, that's... Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the... That's definitely part of this. I think that at this point, you're you're kind of either a YouTuber or not. Right. You know, it's like not really something that you dabble in. Well, but and even I, and Facebook, they sign pre- like they sign content creators to exclusive deals to make shows that are for just Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like guy, like Jimmy Tatra, who's on another network okay. at some point, and some network show launching this week. Congratulations to him. It's a guy that like Barrett and I have kind of gotten to watch his career unfold um, mm-hmm. over the past decade since he dropped out of Arizona State. So like a piece of origami. Yeah, he had a sh- <laughs> he had a show. I started watching uh, uh, speaking of origami. Um, fuck, when the parents fight, the kids go and do origami. I'll think of it in a second. Minari, thank you. Ah. Thank you, Brain. Really needed that one. Anyway, <laughs> back to Jimmy Tatro. Um, Wait, is this, a, are you, are you, this something, you're, you're one you're going to have to rent four times because you started it and then didn't finish it? That is correct. Yeah. That is accurate, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's not my fault that my mother was in town. Ah. And, uh. Circumstances just dictated yeah, that this yeah, was yeah. the move. You're gonna get you, but you're doing the Hulk thing. Okay, again, it's gonna be where, forty bucks. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> this is way worse than Hulk. Oh, right, because this, this is was, in theaters. Oh, this was hot. This was a hot off, this hot out the kitchen, hot, hot drop. Yeah. yeah, shit. Anyway, uh, yeah, point is, yeah. Facebook had uh, Jimmy Tatro's yes, television yes. show on Facebook mm-hmm. exclusively for years. They still do, I think. The one about uh, you know post grad douches in California or whatever. Okay. Anyway. All of these platforms at this point, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, they all house individual properties. Like right, it's, right, it was right. silly of us to not remember that and know that Hot Ones could have existed in one of those capacities. Yeah. So I did I did do a little bit of homework. I watched I watched an episode of okay. Hot Ones. Uh, what do you think? Now again, showing my age here, did I go to YouTube to watch this? No, because some of it is available on Hulu now. Ah. And so I went to the Hulu app on my giant television i feel more comfortable with that to watch this <laughs> yeah um i chose there was Our, lots we're there, old our eyes aren't as good there as they were once there were, were. lots we to choose TV. from I, and i was ha- i was kind of having to sell laura on on watching one of these like while we ate dinner one night yeah and so i picked chrissy teigen because i thought that that was like a you know a, ni- a, a nice comfortable one okay i'll watch yeah i'll see chrissy teigen on this show sure um, and so it was, it, it was entertaining. It was enjoyable. I, I, I kind of, I, I went in with the assumption that maybe the questions were going to be a little harder hitting than, than they actually were. And I don't mean like, you know, I'm not expecting Oprah level questions about. Tell us about your most painful moment <laughs> right. and then let me pull at it. But like thread uh, by thread. More like, uh, that's Oprah. Ha- have you ever, have, have you ever been coerced into watching, uh, the, the Bravo late night show called, uh, watch what happens live with Andy Cohen? No, thank fucking God. Well, he does one where it's like a five questions thing, 
and they are very personal questions and you only get like you only get like one uh I'm skipping that one. Ooh, I like that. So it's kind of I I was kind of expecting something like a long okay. by the way, yes, please don't come at me if I botched the five thing, five questions thing. The point was made. He does like hard-hitting personal questions. You're really you only skip one. you're really only supposed to skip like one like one of them basically. Or that's that's the gist. Okay. So that's kind of what I expected. And it was it 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 was friendlier than that. At least the episode with Chrissy Teigen was. Now, here's a question. Now, let me let me just lay it out for you here. Mm-hmm. They've got this plate of wings. Okay. And each wing is hotter and hotter and hotter. It's doused so in a different progressively they sauce. get hotter. Progressively they get hotter. And the the fun part of this is that you're getting up into the, you know, hundreds of thousands to millions of Scoville units on these peppers. Okay. I don't know and what so that means, but it sounds terrifying. Sean Evans, the, the the host, is just like a god of eating hot wings. And so he shows almost no physical change whatsoever the hotter these wings get. So he's eating them he's with, e- with the, the Yes. Yes. Ah. The, impressive the, stuff. The, the guest is getting more and more flustered, more, starting to sweat as the wings get hotter and hotter and hotter. And so that's kind of like, that's the conceit here is that it's funny to watch the guests start sweating their ass off. And then the questions get harder to answer because they're just, ha- they're choking on, they're hotness, locked yeah. in this, in this physical battle as well as a mental one trying to answer these questions that, that Sean Evans is peppering them with. I like that. So it's pretty, it is pretty fun. Now, no pun intended. T- on the Tell me this, Chrissy, you know, she, she has two cookbooks. Her mom is, uh, is, 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 uh, from Thailand, so I she, thought you were you know, gonna say two kids. She's part she she's part Thai. Two she eats a lot of so. spice. She has you know she's got the palate for it. Sure. So she was making it pretty good, but in the middle wings, in the middle of them, there's like eight or so, seven or eight. After like the first few, she was like, "I'm getting full. I'm just gonna suck the hot sauce off the wing instead of eating the wing." Does that count as eating the as is that a true test? Or is is it just as good as eating the wing to test the spice level, or is that cheating? I feel like it's somehow even more like that's like self torture. Like it, it, that's it, okay. only the hottest stuff. <laughs> then you're getting none of the you get good none stuff, of the juice, just yeah, the okay. torture. All right, okay. So it's it's like somehow commendable, yeah, but also disturbing. For the last couple, she went back to eating them, so I res- I respected that. Um, but I miss her on Twitter, but I wish her well. In her uh, it, it mental was, health struggles. It was it was very uh, it was just. I don't know. It was almost like on the nose for the model to eat three wings. And I mean, obviously, yeah. she's, she's not the prototypical, like super skinny, you know, oh, so oh, so dainty. So that's that's what threw me off is that she was like, I, I wouldn't have expected her to be the one like, oh, I'm actually getting full of for three wings. I'm not going to eat the middle ones. That's a good point. I don't know. I just, I'm just making observations. Just a curveball. No, ball. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because she's she's always the anti model, right? Right. right. She always yeah, does yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. that the supermodel wouldn't normally wouldn't do, do. Yes, yes. and that's what's made her so interesting right. and, and and fun to watch and famous. I think she's yeah. awesome, by the way, and I feel really bad for her because, you know, they just wrapped up this whole cue into the storm documentary. Yeah, so no, no, no. I mean, not. I'm not sure you could spoil it, but I, I, I've once again. Oh, you can't spoil it. I, I've, I'm through. I didn't get through the double episode. Oh, I got you. I wa- you're good. I you're watched. Good. Five, I haven't but, watched but whatever just six. happened last. I haven't watched the newest one or okay. the last two even. Okay. Um. Anyway, wait. What was I? Oh. I feel bad for Chrissy because she's one of the people who got really swept up in this whole Q thing where, look, that ended up being the main reason she had to leave Twitter. Yes. Oh, yeah. There are so many millions of people in this QAnon conspiracy shit (laughs) and the Jeffrey Epstein shit. Like, it all went horribly wrong for Chrissy and John Legend in 2019, 2020. Like, 
in terms of the way this shit shifted for and the way Trump and the way Chrissy was sort of like, she was like one of the most, um, like, uh, outspoken, outspoken liberal celebrities, yeah, man. Very she was, vocal. she was very vocal about her dislike of the Republican party, Donald Trump and the way they yeah. were handling things during that term. And, uh, it sort of resulted in this horrible climax of shit. Yeah. I mean, the worst type of 2021 internet shit. And 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 like Barrett said, no spoilers on the end of the queue, end of the storm dock. But like, look, I have a general idea where it goes, and uh, <laughs> I think it was pretty evident by episode three that where it was going. It it we we've been bamboozled, um, and by we I mean a lot of other people who aren't me, <laughs> and uh, and and it was by like the most obvious possible people, sad internet dorks. I mean, this that is the. I'm very curious. I, I, I am curious to see the the description for episode six is like, you know, um, what's the guy's name that's that's doing the doc? Is it's slipping my mind? Cullen? Uh, is it Cullen? Something. Yeah, I think it's something Cullen. like that. The dude's awesome, by the way. I like him. I chunked yeah. him a follow on Twitter because I was like, wow, this is really interesting. The way he was like open about sort of the process of making it and right. stuff too on right. Twitter. Yeah, I found that to be interesting. Um, so he, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, Cullen. Yeah, Cullen, uh, Cullen Hoback. That's it. Hoback. But what? Uh, but I was going to say, oh, oh, oh. Tight so man. it says Cullen reveals Q, basically. So episode six, I he I believe that the documentary is going to make a a claim on that a they claim know who Q that is. they of of who it thinks Q is. Yeah, yeah. But I I feel like you could guess you, right you, now. You think that they're you think that where they're you don't think it's there's a twist here. No. You, you think they're guiding us straight into yeah, straight into. I think we've already walked into it where yeah. you and me are. Okay. And 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 that's all I'll say for that for the lack of I don't want to like you said. It is kind of fun to go watch these and get the the end, even yeah, if it yeah. is like sort of weird that we're withholding factual information from you. Just trust me. There's nothing we can do about this, <laughs> and it's more fun if you don't know who it is and you go watch. Yeah. Um. But the the point is, the reason I don't I don't. It's kind of weird that I feel like I have to say this. The reason that stuff was such a big deal wasn't just political. Um. It was. It was. It, this has destroyed people's lives. Yeah, the fallout is 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 really really widespread and, and even for and people up. on yeah. the Q side, the people who have been duped into believing all this bullshit, um, they lost family and friends and and just a just a mess, just a fucking mess, bro. And yeah. and Chrissy is one of the sort of internet casualties of that mess, and and shows you that there there are limits to what people can take um, in terms of being accused of being a child. Sex trafficking pedophile. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. They're not the, going to want to use the tweeter anymore. As far as the things go, as as, as far as things go that mm -hmm. could uh, make you say, okay, I'm, I'm out. out. That constantly being accused of, of being a sex trafficking pedophile is, is, one of is, them. is very high on the list. Yeah, dude. Like I'd much rather be accused of like murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would too. <laughs> Ross is a serial killer is way better than... Ross is in the uh, elitist, A-list, sex trafficking children group yeah, going on, that going, runs the world secretly. Right, in the secret cabal. And drinks the blood of the with, innocent. With Hillary Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. I don't yeah. want that tag. Yeah. I want the serial killer tag. Right, It's well, it's done wonders for Ted Cruz. It has. <laughs> oh, Ted. <laughs> Give me another Sam so. Adams. Um, yeah, man. Anyway, it's just, yeah. just wild, This this whole... 
America thing we've got going on. Oh, sure. Honey. And the old Hollywood side of it that we're into, you know, you yeah, and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We could yeah. talk about some more of that today. <laughs> you want to? We will. Today's episode of OCC uh, is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage I've ever tried. It's incredible. Get your greens! Get your greens! And with so many stressors in life, <laughs> it's difficult to maintain effective nutritional habits and give our bodies the nutrients they need to thrive. We've got busy schedules. Sometimes I'm tired because I didn't sleep well, so I don't remember to have breakfast or lunch or sometimes dinner. It's difficult. If life is if, hard. If you don't leave this podcast saying to yourself, get your greens, if that didn't just lodge itself in your head, and I know it did, you, you better go check out Athletic Greens. Goddamn right, Barrett. You're goddamn right. I created, I, I created this beautiful tag for them. It's nothing but good stuff in there. Get it's your gonna, greens! It's going to make you feel better every day. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm George Costanza over here. Bye, Costanza. That's what I'm doing to you. Now go check out Athletic Greens. Get your greens! <laughs> Seriously, though, Athletic Greens helps Barrett and I out each and every day with their daily all-in-one superfood powder that is a nutritional essential, by far the easiest, most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your health routine today and empower yourself to take... Uh, ownership of your health. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, greens, superfood, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. They also increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products, which is key. Athletic Greens, it's great, like Barrett said. Get your greens. Get your greens. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash dragon today and join health experts, dragon. athletes, and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every single day and you'll get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash dragon. Free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Get your greens. Let's talk about Godzilla versus Kong. They both drink their athletic greens. <laughs> they well, that's how they that's they how they both get them. green. Yeah. That's how they both get get so green. Neither of them is green. No, no. Okay. In this, okay. All right. though, Godzilla has been green before. Though, can I ask has you a been simple question? On his athletic greens. He may because he's purpley mm. and shoots like lasers and shit out of oh, his eyes, which I didn't fucking realize was allowed. Yeah. So that's where my questioning begins, Barrett. How much do you know about this whole Godzilla versus Kong situation? Um, I know that I believe people refer to this as the MonsterVerse, potentially, maybe, or, okay. or big monsters. That, that, that starts to answer my questioning. My line of questioning here was going was gonna to be... Do they think they're like have a Marvel thing going with with just <laughs> with just monsters that they call Titans? And the answer, based on the first thirty minutes of this film that I watched last night, yeah. is yes, yes, uh, the, yes, sort of. But and I, they but... think we are all really aware of it. It turns out. Well, because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Okay, they're introducing people that they were like, you should definitely know this guy. Wink, wink. And I was like, nobody's watched any of these movies that y'all think they've watched. <laughs> okay, so this is. Yeah, this is this is interesting. This is a this is a good topic because thank you. Because because I have not seen a single one of these movies to have to have ever come out over the last decade. I have. I've not seen any of the Godzillas. I've not seen the one with Brian Cranston in 11 from I Stranger saw Things. I that in theaters. Millie Bobby Brown. I've not seen Kong Skull Island. I've not seen okay, it, I haven't the, seen that one. The la the last King Kong that I saw I saw the one with Jack Black. Yeah. And was it is Naomi that, Watts? Yeah. Does that not count in this it, in this monster? Does it sort of count? That was like that was early two thousand. Was that mid two thousands? This is the next topic we use to enrage our to listenership enra okay. into informing us. Well, so but but here's the here's the thing. So 
monster when, verse. Get when, out of here. When HBO Max released the Warner slate of movies that was coming this year, yeah. people were like cherry picking the like, oh my God, I can't believe this is dropping on a streaming service. Yeah. The big titles that they were picking out, this was one of them. Well, because it's this doesn't and, strike you as like, yeah, this will be fine if the Gen Z kids get it on their fucking tiny phones. And every time one of these comes out, it is usually expected to be like number one at the box office. This past weekend, it actually did do re- very well with L.A. theaters uh, and L.A. and New York theaters back open. Big part of the and limited capacity was the be- this week. Yes, it was. Ba- it, w- it was the biggest uh, opening weekend since the since the pandemic started this last is not year. Not financial advice. Um, and uh, th- this movie has people excited. People are watching it. This is people do go to theaters to see these. Uh huh. And I, yeah, and this 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 is one that totally escapes me. I I don't know into in about the this whole monster verse thing. Like yeah, they they it is kind of a it is a cinematic universe of sorts. But but if there's like Marvel on top and then DC below that and then like Fast and Furious below that yeah, with their yeah. whole cinematic universes, you know. Okay. This is one below that even. Yeah, and like, here's why. This is what I for, what I gather is that this is nothing but a like cheap thrills movie. Yes, and let me let me kind of give you the. Does, here, plot, here's does why, plot matter one percent in this movie? I don't know. I want to say they try to make it matter like five percent. Okay. But your brain is just like batting that number down the whole time. It's just like, give me two percent. I'm listening just, to half these words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, here's why it's so ridiculous, though. When I watched the Avengers and the whole thing that kept me from getting into the Marvel side of things, mm-hmm. as you and I have discussed for a long time, there was sort of this. Um, I just didn't have the it, the intrigue wasn't there for me, and, and and the reason was I don't like this concept of like Planet Earth. And like 700 superheroes constantly fighting and blowing things up everywhere on planet Earth. That makes the reality of that universe they've built seem too chaotic and unrealistic because it's just, it's got to be constant chaos. That's sort of the way I feel about it, but, but Marvel has done a good enough job of building out the world to make me not care about that anymore. I'm now in, I don't really, even when they had, I've watched a couple of like not so great movies in this, so like I didn't love Thor. Um, and, and you know what? I don't give a fuck because most of it is really dope. Mm, mm-hmm. So I'm in the Godzilla and Kong thing. Now you have to accept that it's a world where there are all these Titans fucking buried in like the core or some shit. I don't right, really know. Right. Again, half paying attention because you only want to see the fights, bro. Does Pacific Rim tie into this? Dude, Godzilla. <laughs> I think maybe Godzilla buried, but here's like. Godzilla rolls up on the city, and I know what you're picturing. Ah, ah, you know, like like <laughs> Arrested fucking development. Arrested Development Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, right. He's stomping on the buildings. He's like whacking buildings James down. James Godzilla. Yeah, yeah bro. It, it, that's not it. It turns out, Barrett. He mm-hmm. he's got fucking superpowers. He's like shooting things out of his ass, lasers out of his <laughs> eyes. It is it is not fair. The what I mean is, if this existed. The world would be gone. <laughs> That's not how worlds work. You can't just have a dinosaur that goes around shooting late. All of the cities would be destroyed. Pacific Rim has to tie into this somehow. I think uh, it does. It has to. <laughs> have, you ever, have you seen the first Pacific Rim? Because that's actually a tight movie. Is this the one with uh, Wolverine? No. Where they fight with robots, they get inside the robots, and then they go fight? No, that's another one. That I believe that one was called Blue Steel or something. <laughs> <laughs> what was Pacific Rim? Pacific Rim. I has... remember the 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 fucking front, of, like the poster of the movie. Pacific Rim basically has these Godzilla-like creatures coming out of the ocean, 
And for the humans to fight them, they have created these giant machine monsters that are piloted by by military people. And Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro uh, directed the first one. And it's actually a pretty tight movie. Um and I the only pr- the I think it has Charlie Hunnam and I think it has Charlie Day in it as well and then maybe Idris Elba? Idris Elba? Yeah. And Charlie, yep, you're correct. Rob yeah. Kaczynski? Ron Perlman? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Guess who did the music? And there's who? Yes. Hans Zimmer? No. Uh you know. Ramin Dijuwadi? Yeah, there nice. he is. Yes. There he is. Yes. 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 Um, so, but, but that's, cause that's what I'm imagining. I'm, I'm just imagining Godzilla with his laser eyes and like, you need to get on his si- playing field. You need to get his, his size to, to have any shot. Yeah. But I guess in this film, the way that they get up to his size is by bringing in King Kong. And okay. So this is like, okay. Also, are we in modern times here or yes. are they? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we are for sure. Even though King Kong is like supposed to, isn't he like from the 1950s? I, I, See, four hundred years old is King Kong a Titan? Look, man, yeah, he's he's down in there in the core. He's a Titan. Then he, they got him out of the core and they stuck him in a stadium on Kong Island, on Skull Island. They built a stadium around him so they could fucking keep him in there safe. Uh-huh. Then they made some kind of truce with Godzilla. This is me guessing all the prior movies. <laughs> then they then they made some kind of truce with Godzilla, and I'm dead ass serious. Godzilla's like our boy. He's supposed to be the dude who like keeps world safe or whatever. Okay, okay, but. Apparently, we like we like violated that trust. We did some shit that really upset Godzilla, and now now we like, messed with the core. Probably. Millie Bobby Brown and in the in the scientists uh-huh. they got to figure it out, man. Is They're she like, in this one? I, I think so. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitively yes, and uh, and they're, but they're ser- they're like man, we it look like there has to be something going on. There's no reason Godzilla would pro- attack unprovoked. The first few minutes of the movie is him like destroying most of the world, right? And uh, with his lasers from his eyes, and you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be a quick one. And they're like, we got to figure out how he was provoked, and that's the film. So okay. go watch Godzilla vs. <laughs> Kong on HBO Max. The cord, It is tight looking. The cord was uh, was was split on this. Some I, there, there were people saying that it was like a really like fun, like turn your brain off watch for a couple hours, uh-huh. and other people were, were like, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm too committed now. I gotta finish so, this thing. Yeah, well, and you don't have to. You're not gonna get double charged as as exactly as is typical for you on this one because it is free, it's free on HBO. Look, Max. the way I've chosen to support the television, entertainment, and film industry <laughs> is by paying three times. You gotta for pu- each you film. gotta pump up your AMC stock. Did you go see a movie at AMC or did were you just Instagramming Instagram storying from the mall? I was in the mall because yeah. I broke my phone. Okay. That was it. I walked past it. It is open though. Did, did you go to the Apple Store? Not fucking going in there. Yeah, I went to the Apple Store. It was hell. I, I didn't. I, they opened today. sometimes. Sometimes. Every time I've, I've, oh. I've, I've needed Genius Bar appointments, and they're like, "Nah, we're not open. We're, we just, we just shut that shit down." Hey Barrett. Hey Barrett. I'm not joking. It's just sometimes. <laughs> I was like, "Why? Why are y'all open today, but other days not? On the same day of the week at the same time when it's not a holiday?" And they were like. Why don't you mind your fucking business? Did you did you have an appointment for this? Dude, yes. Did you just walk in? I, I had to bu- I had to buy a new phone because my phone broke and there was a laser beam shooting out of the front, like some shit from Pacific Rim or Godzilla's <laughs> eyes. And when I went in, like, okay, the point is this. I've been to the Apple store four or five times during the pandemic, and this is the only time I've been where there was anyone inside at all or the lights were on. Okay. Normally there's signs out front that say like, call us when you're here to pick up your order. And you're like, call who? There's nobody back there. It, and there isn't like they just gave up. It's like Apple was like, "We're not dealing with this shit. Fuck y'all," and just shut down. 
It's crazy. They, they, I, I, it's crazy. I feel like it's okay for them to come back in some type of limited capacity. Well, that's what they're doing now. Okay. But it's really, really poorly organized, yeah. which is not Apple-y. Like, you, you right. don't feel like right. you're at an Apple store. People are walking up outside. There's three different lines. Like, a lady was checking people's temperatures, like, never checked mine. It was so fucking weird. Mm. It was just like... So, this mall that Barrett and I are referring to, by the way, in Austin is like, it's like a sad mall. You know what I mean? It's, it's getting, a, it's getting pretty sad. It's a and sad you were, mall. You were down on the level if you walked by AMC. You were in the very, you were in what I would call the sad zone. I mean, the GameStop is 30 feet away from the AMC. <laughs> it's like, that's the sad zone, dude. Yeah. Did it's you, real depressing Did, did you there. swing by the, uh, the food court for, for lunch? I walked through it. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I got to tell you, I didn't like what I saw. Did you, did you find like a random local smoothie shop called like, Coco Joe's and Coco Joe's juices. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and get yourself like a pineapple smoothie that tastes like apple juice. No, and, and and the fact that I ever have in my life, which I have, is sick because you know that shit's not fresh, dude. Why would mall smoothies be fresh? It's like going to the airport and eating at KFC and expecting it to be like good chicken. Like, come on. Um, real quick, I did. Did you watch the national championship game? Yeah, last night? yeah, it was awesome. It was just a total beating. Um. Uh, I guess you have a, you have some Baylor some Baylor ties. Yeah, my mom went to Baylor. Um, but I hate the I hate Waco and the Bears, and I'm not a Baylor person. I've got other than I, I'm happy for my mom, but like Baylor as a whole just kind of like weirds me out. Yeah, and, and Waco yeah. is is, the, is weird. The the I don't know if you remember this from high school, but and and I I've had mixed feelings about Baylor's head coach Scott Drew over the years. Um, this is a sports podcast now. Sports, <clears throat> but. I, I was thinking about last night. They get showed your the, greens. Get your greens. They they showed this clip of Scott Drew from two thousand and three. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, man, was he was he was the coach when 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 Baylor all their players were murdering each other. Yes, and I looked this up, and he and and this part of the story is actually when it's all said and done is is pretty cool because Baylor was an absolute shit show under yes. Dave Bliss, the previous coach, right. And there were infractions left and right. They were paying players. That all the players were on drugs, and that culminated in 2003 when one player was murdered by a teammate. Okay. And I I, I distinctly remember like I, I I got all the Sports Illustrated when I was a kid. Right. You know, it was once week once weekly back then. Right. And this was like cover story for like six weeks in a row. I th- I feel like Jeez. in 2003 is this crazy crazy saga. And you know, was, at, at first it was like this 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 kind of mystery who done it. Like the basketball player just showed like. He just he disappeared and then he turned up dead. And then it was like one of those things where like a week later they were like, oh, it's looking like his teammate murdered him. And there was like a drug thing going on. Uh oh. And so the NCAA started investigating. Baylor started investigating. Uh the 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 um what do they call it? Like the institutional uh f- the name is slipping my mind, but it's it, it was it was an institutional failure, basically. Right. And they leveled mad, mad sanctions on Baylor. Like they were barred from postseason play for I think until 2010 or something like that. They had one season. They had that. one season oh, where shit. they where they couldn't even play out of conference games. And S- Dave Bliss resigned, obviously, in the wake of all this. They they gave they gave him a 10 year show cause, basically. So he could he basically couldn't ever come back. Uh, and was totally disgraced. And Scott Drew is the guy that took over the Baylor program after that all happened. Okay. And that was 2003. They didn't have a winning season until 2008. 
So the fact that this dude has stuck around for almost 20 years and pulled them from back from the depths That's of what, crazy. what was a near death penalty. They they called a sanction against Baylor basketball like one of the harshest like penalties ever imposed against a school program by the NCAA that didn't include the death penalty like SMU football got way back when. That dude got sentenced to 35, 35 years in years. prison. Yeah. Anyway, so Dude, I had never really like heard this story yeah. with all of the pieces like that or even thought about it even last night like hold up so that dude that was is was coaching them now is the dude they hired to replace Dave Bliss this guy after yes. he had to say like oh shit yeah i resign yeah. because the program literally resulted in the murder of one of his players yeah <laughs> i figured we were like on coach number 3 right. or 4 since nope. then or some shit this is the same guy same well that's dude. pretty fucking and almost crazy. 20 years later he took him to the promised land and they won a championship and against that's, an undefeated Gonzaga against an undefeated, team undefeated that, that everybody Gonzaga, yeah. was that, by the way was favored by four and a half points and Which i was like seemed crazy to me from the jump I don't know. It feels Baylor really... was terrifying the whole tournament. They were yes. rolling people. And I, I always feel like, I mean, some teams are just like destined like that to, to have those types of runs. But yeah. when, when, when you win a game like they did against UCLA, that is so hard to rebound from. Yeah. Like you're so, so, so high off of that type of win. Right. That it's like almost impossible to get up for the next game, That which was two days later. When like, people were like, oh, you know, like Tim, Timmy's going to dominate. And I was like, Yeah. Have you seen the dudes they're going to have guarding Timmy? <laughs> yeah. Because he's not. He's going to get fucking rolled. And he basically, like most, dude, the amount of like NBA style blocks that yeah. went down on the, from Baylor's defense was awesome. It was just a fun game to watch. Yeah. Um, and Texas won the Big 12 when Baylor had to drop out. So we won the Big 12. Baylor's in the Big 12. Ipso facto, I, Texas is basically like Yo, co-national like, championship. Co-nat- co- co-natty. Co-natty. For yeah. sure. So, for sure. So. That makes sense. Um, sorry for that That aside. I just, it was It was a... It is kind of a cool story that he has stuck around for almost twenty years hey. and, and brought them back from the brink, basically to to the to the natty man. He he got one big but, moment in big moment in uh, in sports yeah. television, and we talk television. I think that's fair. So and, and I'm going to keep talking television on on the national championship here because there was a commercial for Jack in the Box. Okay, and they were advertising a triple cheeseburger. Triple, triple, three. Now I don't know if you remember this, but. <laughs> Over our college years, when we would go back to Houston, uh-huh. we would spend uh, most of our evenings playing beer pong and, you know, doing hood rat shit with our friends. Oh, of course. At the home of, of one of our of our close friends. And he lived approximately like a three-minute drive from Jack in the Box. Yes. And the, the, end, the ends of our nights, you know, loitering around in the summer uh, mm-hmm. back home in Houston- Often culminated in what a... would basically get it result in us <laughs> getting into someone's tiny four door sedan and crawling up the street to the Jack in the Box to order a massive amount of triple cheeseburgers and curly fries <laughs> and ninety nine cent tacos and ninety nine and ninety nine cent tacos, some of which have traumatized me. <laughs> and then going and then going back and feasting on 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 that and like I, it, it's it's. That commercial obviously threw me back to those times, and I just sat there thinking. So what was the commercial? It was it was it was for a Jack in the Box triple cheeseburger. Like you know, hey, get your triple cheeseburger. This shit's awesome, and you're drunk, and you're drunk. (laughs) So, so that was that's definitely a question that uh, that arose from this. When did when did Jack in the Box decide to position themselves as like 
every everything we sell is really gr- it's the if you're familiar with Austin it's the Rapolo's pizza of fast food. Yes. Everything we have is disgusting unless you're shit-faced in which case it is awesome. <laughs> it really has been like a decade campaign cuz I remember the first time they leaned into it and it was back it was like it's still a jack on TV with a little stupid yellow hat on his head thing. And he's was, in the commercial, by the way. And I was like, Old oh, Jack. my God. Yeah, he's still going. Yeah. But I was like, oh, my God. They're really starting to lean into, like, the 2 a.m. drunchies, munchies crowd. And, like, they were doing commercials for that yes, group, for which that group. I had yeah, never yeah. seen a fast food restaurant a tip before. I was like, this is fucking genius. Yeah. And, I mean, in all fairness, like, it, it is one of those places where when you have it a whole bunch drunk and then you go sober, you're like, you kind of want to throw up. It tastes like cat food. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, like you know a place that got like that for me was Jimmy John's. Mm, yep. And actually, I think it was you who mentally pointed did, this yeah, out to me and I destroyed did. it for me. Yeah. And my mind vice couldn't hold it. But <laughs> I had Jimmy John's, like, like, a bunch of time. Like, it was their drunk food at, at UT. And at Texas State, it wasn't our drunk food. And we got a Jimmy John's on the square, and I was stoked. And Barrett was like... Yeah, just don't ever eat it sober. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean, dude? He's like, I mean, I just don't. It's, t- it's actually terrible. You think it's good, but it's not. And I was like, fuck. And the next time I ate it, I was like, this is cat food. Um, have we ever have we ever told the story about the taco on, on the podcast? I don't think we've told it on this show. <laughs> uh, it's possible that we did. I can. You want me to run through it real quick? I, you should probably run through it. It's I, worth I, but it, I, I think. I also just, you know, but before you launch, <laughs> launch into the, the, taco. the story, I just... It, the other thing that I was thinking about uh, in line with Jack in the Box becoming like the, the drunchy munchy, munchy place uh-huh. and, and marketing to that is just how much that is like a like, man, you just torture your 20 year old body. Yeah, you, oh, you really put it through the ringer. Like, you know, like, oh, my like some people do that for like for like 40 years and I, then I, they die. I don't know if I would have felt better or worse in those on those mornings with without the Jack in the Box. It's a good, good, yeah. But at that point, but the amount of like sulfites and and MSG and sodium alone in that stuff is like, like feels like it could kill a horse. I, so. I often look back at puberty and I ask myself, <laughs> what if my body had been fueled by sustenance? Yeah, by, by rather by than real food, you know, drugs, alcohol, and 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 Jack trash trash food that wasn't actually giving my body any nutrients. Like, what if I had had my greens? Back when I was a young boy, Th- this is why you have to get your greens. This it's is to make up for with the shit the twenty year old twenty year old you did. By That's the way. exactly yeah. why you get your greens. <laughs> what else do you want to talk about? Oh, the you ta- said you had a, yeah. Oh, I want to tell the, the taco ta- story. You tell quickly. the taco story. Okay, fine. Or you can just brief. All right. So one brief. of these nights, it'll be brief. One of the nights that Barrett described, but where I, we I, we I, end up at Jack in the Box, I, and I've laid it out here. We were yeah. regulars. Yeah, yeah. At, oh, yeah. In the two thirty a.m. line. This at is Jack exactly one of those situations. We were at our buddy's house, literally right down the street. We go to the Jack in the Box, probably around two two thirty, and and we're in the line as usual, right? Okay, and I'm in the back seat of the car. We got four dudes in this car: Barrett front right seat. Somebody's no, driving. I was driving. I was driving. Barrett's driving. Excuse me. Back left. Four people. Four dudes. And I'm I'm inebriated. I'll just put it that way. Uh, so when the food comes around, we've ordered. We order our food. We're all idiots. We're all laughing. Lottie, lottie, lottie. So we get we get our food. And the food's being passed out, and I've got, you know, I've got two tacos, I've got a sourdough jack, and I've got curly fries. And so I start eating, right? And I'm like, I'm eating, I've got my buttermilk ranch, and I'm stoked, I'm stoked on this meal. I'm, I'm, as Barrett described, like, it was glorious to eat this shit. So I'm, I'm eating it before we even get home, like, in the car, okay, because I'm starving. And I get to one of the tacos, and I take a bite. 
and I'm like, hey, yo, these dudes totally forgot to microwave my taco. This taco is ice cold. Like this taco clearly, clearly, clearly is not fresh. And they were like, oh, don't be a baby. <laughs> Put some ranch Pour on. some ranch on that thing and you'll be fine. So I dump ranch all over the taco and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I'm fucking, I start housing it, right? Like I'm like, fuck it, I'm wasted. And it's really, really, really gross. Like off top, like just, it just, even as a drunk dude, I was like, okay, this might not stay down. And I get several bites in, you know, I'm really forcing it down. And I kind of puke up some of it out the car door. We're all laughing. I mean, but they're really laughing though. Like I'm laughing, but these dudes, the three dudes in the car with me are like crying laughing. And I'm like, I don't, I mean, I know I'm, I'm to it right now. I'm like, man, I'm, I know I'm super, super funny. So like that must be what's going on. And like my ego just wrote it off. I was like, fuck it. Yeah, whatever. I'm like puking out this piece of taco and I'm just like, all right, let's go home. So two weeks later, maybe longer. It may have been longer. We're at a house party and there's like 10 people sitting around a table, probably another eight people standing around the house party. And I can't remember how it gets brought up, but essentially the entire thing, it, nobody even had to start talking. I go, I fucking knew it. Because at that point, I'd spent like two weeks thinking about this taco, right? Like what went wrong there and like what it could have possibly been. And it turns out this fool saw that one of us had left or dropped or not finished a taco. And he goes, hold up. I'm going to store this in my side door. Okay. So it's been in his Houston, Texas car getting heated up by the 110 degree fucking Texas sun every day for God knows how many days in a row. And then he's like, I'm going to wait for the perfect moment. I'm going to slip this into somebody's bag and it's mine's. And I ate that bitch. And I'm, the fact that I didn't get salmonella and die is is lucky for all of us. But it is a good story. Uh, I'm. I wasn't sure how this story was going to resonate with me. It's been a while since you've told it. And if you're watching on YouTube.com. <laughs> Slash Bowling Media. I am crying laughing, much as I was. Uh, I don't even think that URL works anymore. But just in, search Oysters, Clams, and Cockles on YouTube. Oysters, Clams, and Cockles on, on YouTube. And, yeah. and you can see that this is this <laughs> story has not lost its bunch. It um, got you. But yeah. The, the, so anyway, I'm, that's I'm, why I am the way I am. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very proud of it because it was such a, it, I, you know, I was Carrie Matheson and with this bitch. Yeah. Swapping the taco, the old taco, from my <laughs> from the side of my car door into your bag. <laughs> And then I'm pretty sure not only were we <laughs> were we encouraging you to put ranch on it, but I'm pretty sure we like dumb and dumber to you like, hey, why don't you why don't you try your try your burger like how's your burger taste your burger? <laughs> oh fuck, dude! Like, yeah, 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 fucking dicks. Yeah, get some of that sourdough, Jack. Why don't you wash it down with some of that fucking drink? It's a three-week-old taco. <laughs> have, you tried, have you tried your taco, Ross? Everybody's in on this shit except me, <laughs> and I have no clue. Like, y'all don't understand. I didn't have the slightest inkling. Not a single alarm or red flag went off. My brain, I, it was just one of those nights, bro, where there was nothing but happiness. Like, yeah. I couldn't have had any negative doubts. And then it just turns out my friend was poisoning me. This is why I don't pull pranks anymore because this, because I, you know, I peaked. I won my Oscar. My mom was in town this weekend. I said, you know, and we watched some, uh, we watched some Arrested <laughs> Development and it reminds me of how they use Walter P. Weatherman or whatever to teach lessons. <laughs> and that's why you don't teach lessons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched that episode and that's one of the funniest episodes of TV I've ever seen, man, where the end result is the dad teaching a lesson about not teaching lessons and he says, and it's my final lesson. 
that's my final lesson. That's my final lesson. Good yeah. shit. Uh, hey, there was a Sopranos related yeah, I thing to, for today. So yeah, let me get a drink of water. What, uh, yeah, these <laughs> Barrett's still recovering over here. You might need to. I need to get we're, we're, reset myself. We're in the Bowling Media Studio, <laughs> and we don't have like a Kleenex box or like you know. We yeah. just yeah, we're, we need, we're getting uh, it set we, up. We need more supplies. Um, okay, yeah. So, um, I uh, I re- I recently got my 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 first my first vaccination shot, and. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And and despite taking the shot well, after like 10 minutes, this was like a drive through situation. It was kind of freaky. Um, I passed out in my car. Yeah. And I, I, I tend to do this in medical settings, medical situations. Uh, right. Like, like my my blood pressure skyrockets um, and, and then just all the blood fall, falls out of my face and I just I pass out. I have these vasovagal episodes. And what we've been watching The Sopranos. Right. And watching Tony deal with the panic attacks that result in passing, passing out, out. Yeah. has kind of like, you know, triggered this mo- this this realization to me that what is happening to me is like I'm basically having these. I don't know if they're I don't know if I'm using the word mini to describe them because they 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 it happens, you know, in the drop of a hat. And then right. it's and it all happens. And I'm, I'm on the floor, basically, to have these little mini panic attacks. Right. Um. <clears throat> And I was thinking about how this 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 connection had been made with with watching The Sopranos. So yesterday, I was on the phone with my mom, and we got talk to talking about some medical stuff. And I was driving; I was in the car driving to the HEB. No. And I started feeling myself go. No. And then, while I'm usually able to like change the subject and recover in these situations, right? And I wasn't really able to, so I had to like pull over into a parking lot, stop the car, finish up my conversation, and then try to let this thing pass. Right. And it didn't really. Oh, fuck off. And so I did, so I went to the grocery store, basically having a, what I would describe as a mild panic attack. I like, I sort of had tunnel vision, like the cart felt really heavy, like I was losing fingers in my, yeah, it's losing just, feeling in my, in my fingers and toes. It's just a panic attack. There's no mildness to it. Well, I mean, okay, but but I wasn't, I was, I was not passing out. Although I felt like it could happen. I've at never any moment. passed out from one though. I've had like a thousand. Um, and I've and and so it was, it was, you know, really wild and 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 crazy and scary because these things, like I said, are usually very quick little episodes that end with a with a with a with passing out, then re- coming to and then recovering rather quickly. Right. This was the first time where it's ever just been like a prolonged thing. Uh-huh. And I was having an issue in the car, like we watched Tony Soprano do, uh-huh. and it lasted for my entire grocery trip. And then it wasn't until like I got home and like had a chance to like sit down and 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 calm yourself and calm yourself that I actually recovered. And now it's just like building on itself a little bit where now I'm just worried about it happening. So it's like, so now it's in my head even more because it wasn't just such a mini episode. Yeah. Question being, is the Sopranos triggering everybody? Do we need to start a class action suit? Is this what started yours? It's David Chase. Is David Chase. uh, if, If any of our listeners are out there watching the Sopranos with us and you're feeling like Tony Soprano all of a sudden. Yeah. Because look, I'm just saying, it's one thing if we all start talking a little <laughs> bit like Tony, maybe even eating a little bit like Tony, or screaming we, at our therapist, calling them a cocksucker like but Tony. We can't all start passing out. We can't all start like passing Tony. out. Yeah, we can't. Um, so I, so this, it's, uh, I'm. It's fascinating though, isn't it? Fucking weird though. Like I think, I think part of that is that 
most, I think most people have probably experienced a panic attack at some point in their lives and either written it off as something else or just had like a defense mechanism to prevent themselves from having to acknowledge it. Or it's one of those things where it's just terrifying and when you get through it, you're like, yep, never thinking about that again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it really is, it's so common it's, and, it, and really bear it when you break it down into like 2021 and what we're all dealing with, it's not shocking at all. Um, obvi- and, and a lot of people are dealing with anxiety and mental health issues and panic attacks and depression and shit that they've never dealt with before. And yeah. all of our mental health rates are going to be screwed Yes. From last year into this one and, and, and moving forward probably for another couple of years, honestly. It takes a long time to recover from this stuff. So all that being said, uh, you should watch The Sopranos with yes, us on no, Patreon. Yes, k- kidding aside, I, I, am not, I am not actually blaming the, the Sopranos for all of this happening. Um, it, it, <clears throat> it's exactly what you all, what you just said. And I know that talking about medical stuff kind of is my trigger. And, I'm in, and I'm, now I'm, I've also this week I am thinking about my second dose, yeah. which... Which makes you anxious. Which, which makes you anxious because a lot of because most people, I, I would say, like end up with with some symptoms, some flu like symptoms for twenty four hours yeah. at, at least. So you know, not really looking forward to that. Thinking about that, but all, all that to say, um, it, it's it's actually it is this watching the Sopranos that kind of helped me realize like I think this is a panic attack. I think that's what these are. I should probably do something about this right. so that I can see a doctor um, for my you know medical things. Yeah. Well, and like to um, and... your point, that's one of the first things. The Sopranos was one of the first things when I started having panic attacks when I was 21 that I was like, because it's like it's not normalized. Like nobody, most people don't talk about this shit very much. So if they have a panic attack, they're really like freaked out by it and they don't want to tell anybody so they don't bring it up. So it's 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 about removing that stigma from it. And The Sopranos was the first place that I found sort of something that I could identify with. I was, because I like you said, I'd never passed out from a panic attack. I've had a whole bunch of them. And even though I've never passed out, I could still identify with Tony's version of a panic attack. I was like, okay, I get it. It's this culmination of like this undealt with anxiety and stress basically that results Mm -hmm. in these, these attacks. And that was the same kind of circumstances for me. Now it took me many, 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 many years and so many thousands of dollars worth of therapy (laughs) before I had a better understanding of that. But like, it it really I mean, it's it's a weird coincidence that we're in the middle of season two and you just started having to deal with this shit. But when you look at it on paper, with twenty twenty one, the pandemic, the fucking vaccine, the the political climate, and every other thing, it's the least shocking thing of all time. Well, and I think you know, uh, The Sopranos is 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 so such a good show and such an all time classic that you can probably find a way to connect it to any moment in time that you're living through, but. <clears throat> in the interest of pitching our show, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we are actually rewatching it at maybe the most perfect time that has has occurred since the show debuted because uh, it, it obviously like you know kind of pinpointed this kind of like late nineties early two thousands anxiety, but but what it's all about, and I was reading a little bit more about the episode that we watched after we recorded our our Patreon episode last Thursday, and it was just kind of like. It dove a little bit further into how this show, it's like the mob stuff, it, it really is kind of like the B plot. Yeah, the very a, much so. The A plot is watching this man like deal with all of his family issues and like societal issues. And, and professional issues. Professional issues. It just doesn't even matter that they're mafia related. Right. And how it affects his mental health and his well-being and his relationships. Yeah, man. 
And so it's, it, you know, like everybody has had to kind of like look inward uh, on that type of stuff. And <clears throat> I also came across this term this past week, which I'm going to try to look up real quick so that I so that I don't totally botch, botch it. It's an Irish term. I believe it's called. Oh, <clears throat> so let's see. It's good crake. Good crake. C-R-A-I-C. Okay. Good crake. And it basically means, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. We're probably not, but that's, that's crack. all right. We tried. Crack. 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 It might just be crack. Good crack. Good crack. It's good crack. Good yeah. crack cocaine. <laughs> and what they what they mean by that is like the good crack is like the fun times, the hanging out, sure. the going to the pub okay. with your friends, like the night, the dinners, the dinners. Oh, uh, that was a ripe good crack. The, yeah. The conversation, like the banter, like all of that. Yeah. And- that I mean, that is that's what the pandemic took from us. Yes, right. And so it's like we, none of us that, and especially those of us that rely on good crack to like keep their sanity. I, I include myself, which in, I think is a lot of us in that bunch. And I know that there are lots of us out there. Like crack. that, with that out, it's left you even more time to just be like, what is life? Yeah, what, dude. What is work? What is family? What is what is friends? What is this? God, you know, <laughs> who I get, am I? I guess I have a lot to ponder. <laughs> results are in amigo what's left to ponder it all comes back to Zoolander <laughs> but no you're, I mean you're spot on it, so it really been, has made yeah, the Sopranos a fun journey right now to kind of because I think we're all put in this place where it's almost forced therapy right the world was like yeah. No more good crack for you. No more good you're crack. You're going to sit there and think about all the shit that's going on in your <laughs> life and make fucking peace with it or it'll eat you. Yeah. And that's the Sopranos. It's mm -hmm. It's look, we all have family and business and 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 love and sex and and all these troubles related to all these things. And uh life is a difficult thing to navigate and and Tony's struggle with it and his sort of anti-hero place in it is what makes it so fun to watch the Sopranos, which is why you should do it with us on patreon.com/oysters, clams, cockles, where every single week we drop an ad-free companion podcast for an episode of the Sopranos. We're on season 2 episode 6. I think uh, I believe that's right. Yep. 6 this week. Uh all the prior ones, all of season 1 and all the episodes of season 2 that we've done so far are av available right now on patreon.com/oysters, clams, cockles, so go and uh, and check it out. And also uh, holler at Barrett and I on Twitter and social media at Barrett Dudley at WR Bolin with any stories about uh, your own personal connections to the inner workings of the Sopranos and Tony's mind in particular. Um, we talked Godzilla versus Kong. We talked the Sopranos. Let's close out with a little HBO uh, Game of Thrones yeah, ten year why, Iron <clears throat> Anniversary. Why don't we? Because <laughs> because Barrett this weekend I found out because I have Instagram and I have Twitter and I also go to HBO Max to watch. Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I found out that HBO uh, is promoting the 10-year Iron Anniversary as this huge Game of Thrones event. And I guess this is like a one final sweep to get anybody who maybe wasn't there I, it, by the end. Yeah, yeah. Because it I, seems I mean, like they're like, watch the eight-season epic. <clears throat> and it, it, in the promotion, it's like, the greatest show of all time, in quotation marks, and then it says parentheses, like, LA Times or something. And I just thought that was funny, too. Yeah. Um, I bet they don't appreciate that, the LA Times. Let's see. Warner Brothers Consumer Products is releasing a new line, including a one-of-a-kind Imperial Egg by Fabergé, a range of Michelin beers inspired by the series. So this is a money grab. And an assortment of iron-textured Funko pop figures. Um, These goddamn Funko dolls are most of the reason Game of Thrones existed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I even have one, and I don't know where I got it. Yeah, so now I've I've not explored the spotlight page on HBO Max, which is live now. But there is a there there's something called a marathon, which is awful wordplay. Um, it's all of the episode. It's a marathon. If, in case you missed that, of that all, is of, an example of where you shouldn't have forced it in. Of you know? all episodes of season one, um, there's some. There's let's see. There are broad. There are features with a broad introduction to the world, characters and characters for new viewers, as oh. well as spoiler-laden curations featuring Easter eggs for diehard fans. This is interesting. They're challenging viewers to binge all seventy-three episodes of the series to help raise money for select global charities, encouraged by Game of Thrones cast members. There you go. Um, On that spotlight page. Now, I do wonder if if 2021 had been a more regular year, if mm-hmm. HBO's pipeline had not been backed up or delayed at all. If they would have waited on would, this. Would they have gone this hard on it? I don't think so, because this feels right? a little weird. It feels too recent to be doing like a well, sort of a rehash yeah, almost. Well, right, and it's, the, it's, it's 10 years since the very first episode. Right, the first episode originally premiered April 17th, 2011. Which I guess, like, you know, that's... Acknowledging it's, it's, it, it's it's cool. It's cool and crazy that that was a decade ago. But I guess. to your point, I think but, they would have acknowledged it. I don't think they would have gone full blown like, "Here's the most important thing we've got going right now." Right, right. You can rewatch <clears throat> Game of Thrones because you have to remember, everybody's known that. Like the shit's available streaming. We know, like we know. Yeah, this this also sounds a lot like it's more for people that probably already have HBO Max. It doesn't necessarily seem like it's going to grab a bunch of new subscribers, right? Like you already knew that Who's Game of Thrones like, was on. Oh, honey, now, now, now I remember that HBO Max has Game of Thrones. We should go get that, right? And watch all seventy-three episodes of Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah. But Be- I think also to your point, they figure, you know what? Fuck it. This is binge central right now. Probably the end, the final leg of binge central central before everybody's vaccinated. Let's pump the shit out maybe, of this. Maybe thing so. Maybe and so. See how much we can get out of it because they're also saying that it. They're celebrating the worldwide phenomenon with a barrel load of new content, including behind-the-scenes footage, clips and trailers, cast interviews, and more. A lot of cast interviews. So a lot of new stuff, which you know is going to bring in all the hardcore Game of Thrones fans, even if they hated the final season. Nobody can deny that they want to see the the behind-the-scenes stuff and the cast interviews, and we all love the characters and the fucking actors and actresses, even if Benioff and Weiss ruined everything in the end. Um, That stuff's going to draw you and me in, too. Like, right, come right. on, man. That's the yeah, thing that'll I'll, get me. I'll, 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 I'll mess around with a little bit of the bonus content probably and see what some of the interviews are like because it's actually, you know what, it, it feels like that actually sounds like the stuff that I kind of wanted from, you know the, what, little, from the little end documentary that they put out. Uh-huh. And I didn't, lo- I didn't love that thing. It was, you know, it was it a little was weird. Right. Yeah. I got to stop you though because uh, we're not saying another fucking word about this until these sons of bitches at HBO send you and I what they're sending some super fans and influencers, a special marathon kit that amplifies their binge-watching experience, including mm. marathon routes that will offer specific directions in order to view the series in a different light. Ah. These episode collections include following the Mother of Dragons through her most badass moments, journeying with Arya as she becomes the best assassin in Westeros, that sounds awful, watching the <laughs> Army of the Dead gain more power and distance, as well as the big and most dramatic moments that will probably confirm that the Red Wedding is the best oh my god scene in the series. Why the fuck... Don't they love us? I don't get it. What did we do? Who who works at HBO? Please, please contact um, our publicist. Just send us our goddamn marathon kit, and we'll stop making fun of. Yeah, it actually is. uh, (laughs) It's me. Uh, We'll stop making fun of Benioff and Weiss. That's all we want, though. Buy us. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let us get a little a little taste, man. Just a little slap and pickle, huh? (laughs) (laughs) No. 
Oh, Game of Thrones. Is that too much to ask for? You remember? You remember Westeros? That's ignorant. That's ignorant. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, Happy times. I, you know, what, what did we get taken from us? Good crack. Good crack. <laughs> good, right. Good crack, sir. Um, yeah, I didn't look. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I've not been watching a ton. I'm. I'm almost. I. I watched over this past week. There was. I actually got to do stuff this weekend. It's, it looked like you got to do some stuff too. Um, yeah, I did some stuff. All right. <laughs> hey, I watched a bunch of Minari though. Before I forget, and it was very good. Okay, I haven't seen it all yet though. Yeah. We already said that. Yes. I'll yeah, spend, we did. Yeah, you're going to spend Let 40, me spend the other 40 bucks spend, and I'll come back to yeah, it. Yeah, and then you can you can relay. Um, th- there was basketball on. Final four. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've just been, I did the Q-Doc and I think I watched like one more episode of The Crown and I started season six of Younger. Okay, definitively a, next week we have to discuss the end of the Q-Doc. Oh, for sure. I, we'll prob- you and I'm, I. I'm probably finishing it tonight. Uh, I'm with you then. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So next week, if you if you if you want to be fully appraised, apprised, whatever, former employer of Indo- mine used in, that word wrong for like eight years and ruined it for me. Indoctrinated um, into Q. Then go ahead. Yeah. Next. <laughs> if you want to be a true believer, go watch the whole documentary now. Barrett and I will discuss next week. Q into the storm is also on HBO Max. And again, I would argue that if they don't send us one of these Megathrone things, I'm just gonna burn it all down. Marathon. Marathon. That sounds like a and new, they need like, to Diego Maradona documentary. And fire whoever came up with that, too. <laughs> fire that person and send us a damn marathon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, Barrett and I will be back on Thursday to cover episode six of season two of The Sopranos on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles, so come through. And holler at us on social, all right? Because Barrett had forgotten that y'all existed. That, it's true. It took yeah. us not knowing that Hot Ones was on YouTube. Or really knowing what Hot Ones was in general. Hot Ones... I also feel like it's lost once. <laughs> I also feel like it was like a Nelly song at one point now that I, but I don't think it was. Thursday, patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. And we'll be back next Wednesday to talk more Q. Get your greens! And such. Get your greens! Get your greens!